In the name of the Lord of hope, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Across the centuries, from the high priest Melchizedek to the priest Simeon who greeted the Christ child in the temple, we have been promised a great light, a light coming to dwell among us. We heard in our collect this evening, O God, you have caused this holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. The prophet Isaiah spoke of this in his divination. He foretold to the faithful believers of Yahweh the message. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. A powerful message for us. A powerful message for those ancient Hebrew people who so longed for a Savior. What hope was given in that message? The thought of peace? The idea of help? Hope for a better future after their past enslavements, their past ventures through the wilderness, their past famines? Hope. Brightest hope given by God Himself. Archbishop Desmond Tutu set forth this same thought when he wrote, Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. You see, hope is what leads us out of our darkness in life into the brightness of light. Hope is that inner feeling that gives us the strength to reach out a hand to a stranger, that inspires us to seek truth, that guides us when our world around us is lost. Hope is what we are given as the ultimate gift on Christmas. It is the greatest gift of love given in the child Jesus and in the man Christ. Yesterday, as the flower chapter and its helpers were decorating this sacred space at the greening of the church, we invited our youngest members to join in the festivities. For weeks, the level three children had made stars and garland, those that decorate our tree in the back, those that adorn the tree with each star holding the name of someone we have prayed for in the past year. As the children arrived from their school day to have lunch and to then place those on the tree, not only to decorate the church in this wonderful celebration, but to reach out their own hands in love and in prayer. But then the real fun began we showed a Charlie Brown Christmas right here, yes, in the middle of the sanctuary. And as I moved to sit among the pews of children, sharing lunch with parents and flower chapter members alike, something caught my ear, words that preceded Linus's telling of the narrative. Now, I have to admit, I have watched this wonderful Christmas tale 
pretty much every Christmas my entire life. And yet, this was the first time that I heard it in such a way. It seemed to me to actually make much more sense. It made the reality of the message come true. Now, I've always felt that this Christmas special was powerful. All Christmas specials or shows have a message. The Grinch learns to love. Scrooge understands that he needs to be generous. The reindeer learn to respect those who are different from themselves. All great messages. All wonderful ways of communicating God's love, God's hope. But in Charlie Brown, we hear an extraordinary message. The only real message. The good news. Now I say that because it struck me yesterday that this is the only one that actually shares the news of Jesus Christ. Now, if we go back 51 years, last year was the 50th anniversary, it was controversial. In fact, Charles Schultz was pushed from every side, from his producer to friends to others who would have been producing the show itself, if not the fact that he included the biblical reading. He was so pushed at that controversial time that finally he replied, if we don't do it, who will? If we don't do it, who will? Yet what caught my attention after that and before that was not just the narrative actually being told, but everything that happens to Charlie Brown. For he returns with his very sad tree that he believes to be exactly what they need. It was not an aluminum tree that they had sent him to get. It was the only real tree on the lot. It was the only thing alive. Yet when he returns, they are appalled. Everyone is telling him how he is no good, how he cannot get anything right. But then there are these two girls. Now you know these girls from your school days. They stand on either side of him and they say, you are hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Now can you imagine someone telling you that you are completely hopeless? Perhaps it's happened. Perhaps we've done it ourselves. Now that's devastating. Demoralizing. How dejected would you feel to have that done? But within seconds of this horrifying judgment, Charlie Brown bounces back and says to anyone listening, who can tell me what the real meaning of Christmas is? And Linus usually with a blanket and a thumb in his mouth, steps forward, walks to the center stage, asks for the lights, and then tells the narrative of the birth and the adoration of the shepherds. For Linus then picks up his blanket 
and walks off the stage to Charlie and says, that is what Christmas is all about. You see, Christmas is about the hope that entered the world 2,000 years ago. It is the hope that came 8,000 years ago with the patriarch Abraham being accepted by Melchizedek and the line of priests. It is about the hope that we enjoy through Jesus Christ. It is about receiving the Eucharist as the millions upon millions have done over the countless centuries. It is about the hope we can share with people who are homeless, with orphans in Cameroon, or in the deep, dark places of our own lives. Charlie Brown is told he is hopeless. And then he finds through his friend Linus that actually he is hopeful. He has been given the good news. And through this, he knows he has hope. No matter who teases him, makes fun of him, or tells them he is not good enough, he knows that he is. He knows that, bottom line, he has hope and he is loved. You see, hope gives way to more hope. And through Jesus, we are each able to give the good news, to look within ourselves, and to share with one another. Hope can help us find our way in this mysterious world. It will illuminate what is good, what is right, and what we need to do for each other. Without our vision, our world makes us easily impaired. Now after Linus' telling of the good news, Charlie takes his tree and leaves. The rest of the group follows. They have heard the message and understood that their anger and judgment of Charlie Brown and his tree were wrong. Yet just as we will do, Charlie, from time to time, like us, ventured into that real world. He heard the call of the gospel, but then in the here and now, he's caught short. Upon seeing Snoopy has won first place in a decoration contemplation, he decides to borrow a, a glass ball. And yet, when he places his ball on the very sad tree, you know this, it bends to the ground. And of course, Charlie Brown calls out, I've killed it, and races away. At that very moment, those who have harassed him arrive. They see that a tree in a new light, something not horrible or pathetic, but rather something that needs their love. They work together to create something beautiful. They come together in community to give hope to someone who needs to be uplifted. Now, in reality, the tree is the same tree. Really, nothing changed with the tree. What changed was their understanding that hope can change themselves and others. Hope can create a better world. Hope is love. 
And through that love, we experience Jesus Christ in our midst every day of our lives. So really the real question, 51 years after Charles Schultz said that he would include the biblical text within that Christmas special, if we don't do it, who will? If we don't share the good news, who will? Hope is the Christmas gift given to each of us. Hope is the ultimate extraordinary way of life that we are called to share and to meet one another along the way. Amen.